Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm. Very good. For those of you on video, you will see that I am in the grape arbor, which is not yet grapey, <laughs> but I can show you. See, look up above. It's still uh, no leaves, although there's my forsythia over there is in bloom. And the crab apple is about to be in bloom. It's about ready to pop. So it's the lilac. So uh, as as the season progresses, you will see more. Behind me is a wisteria that I planted last year. Oh, and it has a bud on it, so it should grow. So for now, it is a pitiful little thing. I have that pot shard over it to kind of protect it and help keep it from drying out. So perhaps there will be actual foliage behind me. I put a clematis over here too. Um, on this side of me, I have a clematis clematis, as my grandmother would say, that I thought should have been leafed out and blooming by now. And it's looking very, it might not have overwintered. Spring is like that. You know, it's like this whole, I have to get used to seeing myself differently on here, <laughs> different background, right? Um, you know, it's like, I need to close this so we don't get the chiming in. I do want to hear what Kelly has to say, but we're not right now. So, um, oh yeah, spring is like a, a mixed bag because maybe it's partly in this climate. Maybe other people don't deal with that, but it's like, it's this whole game of chance. It's like, what made it through the winter? And I, I have very mixed luck with clematis here. I think they dry out too much over winter. I think their roots get munched on. The one thing that I'm having resounding success with is roses. Um, my roses are all coming back really nicely, especially along this wall. Um, I think it's a really nice microclimate for them. So there's one place over on a north facing wall beside the kitchen over there <laughs> that um <clears throat> i've tried so many clematis there of a trellis like for 12 years since we've been living in this house i've been trying that and um no luck no luck so i think that i might try climbing roser it could be that that spot's just too cool alas so I still have this hole in the, I've forgotten about this beam. David was going to fill it for me and he never did last fall. I need to put him on that. I was noticing on my calendar that last year I marked down that I moved the plants outside on April 25th, uh, which is a year and a day. Oh, I didn't ever say, did I? Today is Monday, April 26th. So, so yeah. Um, but they are not ready. I did go buy my hanging plants. Um, I'll put a photo of those up on the show notes. 
I'm feeling like my uh, laptop needs to be higher up. Usually I have it on like a little bench. Yeah, see, it needs to be like that. Let's see, what can I find to put this on? You guys get to be part of the experimental podcast today. I'm looking over at my gardening bench. Hold on. Thank you. I'm going to pull the um, hangers off of this empty hanging basket pot and use that. Just keep that over here for this purpose if I can. But anyway, David was pointing out that I can't compare last year to this year (laughs) in so many ways. Oh, come on. Usually this isn't that much of a pain in the ass to do. It has these little hooks, you know, that you need to separate. Just about got this one. Is this boring? Sorry. (laughs) I should probably pause, but oh well, verisimilitude. So anyway. Yeah, last year I got them out much earlier. I'd done a lot more gardening. I do have the garden all cleaned up, but, um, sorry, is that super loud? There we go. Ha! Dun, dun, dun. I'm sure you all are going to be relieved that I got this to work. Aha! That's better. There. That whole having the camera angled up at me just bugs me. I guess I could pull a little closer. Try to do this in a non-loud way. There we go. Okay, I'm happy now. We, we can relax and chat. I would probably do something like this if we were together too. So, um, oh yeah, you know, last year I was so desperate to be outside because we couldn't go anywhere, of course, and so it was like something, anything, get me outside. This year we've been doing more indoor stuff. I did a lot of painting this weekend, bought the hanging baskets, got those out front. Um, it's funny because I was too late to get the fancy, um, multi-plant hanging baskets like I got last year that I like so much. I don't know if I ever talked about them, but they were on those, um, hanging swoops by the front door. And I just love those. And I was going to get two more this year and uh, they were all out. And I asked the guy at the greenhouse, like when I would have had to get those. And he said that they went in early April, which I mean, what do people do? Because we've still been having freezes up through last week. You know, I couldn't have put those outside. So I don't know, maybe people bring them in or something. Now I know. I was um, heroically resisted buying the lobelia and the fuchsia baskets because it is just simply too dry here. They just, you can't keep them 
wet enough. Like even if you water them enough, uh, the tops dry out. Um, and I'm always so tempted to try it, but then they always dry out. So I got all petunias, which will last all summer. So, so these are my earrings that I did, um, that should have been on Friday, but I opted not to wear because they didn't, uh, go with what I was wearing. I'm feeling slouchy. It's because I'm sitting back in this chair. Today is going to be a fussy day apparently, or I have to get used to being slouchy. Uh, so anyway, these are very pretty hearts, big hearts, um, that are made of some sort of blue stone. I don't think they're turquoise. I think they're synthetic and bordered in silver. Um, by big, for those of you not on video, I mean that they are like, you know, like the size of my thumb, the last digit of my thumb, but still they're big and heavy earrings, which is something I have to take into account. If, um, if I wear them all day, they get to be a little much. And I know I've had them forever, but I don't know where they came from. Uh, but I think I've had them since college, but were they my mom's who knows? So, um, so yeah, it was a super busy weekend. You know, we've been doing a bunch of stuff, um, changing the house around, changing the kitchen. One of my projects, I know I've been talking about this was rearranging the art. So I took down pretty much all of the art all around the house and regrouped it and figured which different rooms we wanted to put it in doing painting. Um, really the next month we have some family coming to visit May 23rd. So the next several weeks are going to be very much devoted to, um, getting those house stuff done, but I also need to do the outside stuff. So that'll be a, a trick, won't it? I bought this very interesting lupin this weekend too, because David wanted it. Let's see if I could show it to you. Can you see it there? Yeah, there it is. That orange spiky thing. I bought one last year, a purple one. And that's one of those things that does not seem to have overwintered, but it's hard to tell because it's early for a lot of things. Yeah. So, you know, like the butterfly bush shows no signs of life. And I know that it, you know, that's always one that comes later. So maybe that one will resurrect, but I'm starting to wonder if maybe I've got it in too hot of a spot. I might need to move that loop and more over to the shady side. Lord knows I have enough of that. Put it where my clematis won't grow. So yeah, it was, um, nonstop chore doing this weekend pretty much, but it was good. We got a lot done, made good progress. So. Um, today more work on bright familiar. Um, I've got about 16,000 words on the book. Hello, Ren. So one of our traumas this weekend, <laughs> briefly touching on writing and then away again was <clears throat> David went to check the nest boxes because I noticed that one of our bluebird boxes had cheeping chicks in it. And I was like, well, already. <laughs> Uh, so, but then our other one, it didn't seem like the bluebirds were going in and out of it. And David said, well, should I take it down and, and clear it out? 
and maybe move it he wanted to move it and so that was what it was is he was going to take it down and move it so he took it down and he said you know it's really full of nesting material should i clear it out and i said yeah you know we're actually supposed to do that but i'm i'm not a good steward of the birdhouses so i said that's a good idea so he brought it to me and showed me and he said you want to see all the nesting material in here and it was like you know a good eight inches deep it was kind of cool to see but then it moved and i was like david there are chicks in there and and he and he looked and he goes no they're baby mice which if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time you know about our traumas with with the mousers because they're these deer mice that are quite predatory and they'll like get in the net bu- nest box and they'll kill the mama bluebird on as she's sitting on the eggs and then eat the eggs and take over the nest and so it's like no there's baby mice in here and normally i'm the uh i you know please don't kill the baby mice but i i was like get rid of them um, <laughs> and so we did uh, which is good because i couldn't have done it uh, even as if i wanted to i so it was good that he did it for me but um well, i think i have some lilacs that are actually popping now i'm seeing as the sun's coming in i don't know if you could see the difference in the light but the sun's starting to come in and uh yeah lilacs are gonna bloom might have a good lilac year that's another dicey thing you know like when the lilac buds start to uh be ready to pop we might get a freeze and then we've had some years with none so so david cleared out the nest box jackson really wanted to eat those pinkies but i think david didn't let him i don't know what he did with them i didn't want to know <laughs> and so then he put the nest box up in a different place where hopefully the mice can't get to it so then he decided well he'd take down the wren house too and check it and clear it out and uh, and he came to me and he said he was upset and he said i took down the wren house and i opened it up and i was getting ready to clear it out and i saw the little wren tail sticking up and some eggs and so mama wren was in there sitting on her eggs and he said what should i do should i put back up and he said should i move it i said no put it back in the exact same spot put it back up again and so he was all concerned but we heard the wrens running around and singing this morning so hopefully they'll um they'll they'll come back and we didn't disrupt the nest so yeah um i finished reading dark wizard started picking up a couple of other books um that i'd heard people talking about and uh i don't know (laughs) i have a problem and 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 this is probably a totally me thing but you know books where this one book people talked a whole lot about kind of a fantasy romance and paranormal romance i don't know and i thought oh and it's it's based on a myth that's one that i really like and i thought well this could be cool and sexy and good and the thing is is that there's like gods gods and actual divine beings who are like basically being mobsters i don't know you know so it's sort of like um making them sexy as, as but like running nightclubs and and dealing with the underworld or you know like with the criminal underworld not the actual underworld and i just um i tend to trip on that kind of thing i know that 
that it is a trope that a lot of readers enjoy. And I know that some writers have pulled it off, but that has always been a little bit of a difficult thing for me with, um, books where you have like some, some immortal who has gone a thousand years with never falling in love and then meets Betsy Sue Ann who like for inexplicable reasons lights up his heart. And then he proceeds to have like a, a teenage angsty romance with her. <laughs> um, I know that this is a me thing, but it's like, I I'll see. I'm just reading the sample on this book. I bailed on some samples of a, uh, this is a little not quite stable setup. I have to try not to bounce it. Um, I tried this one book that was, um, that's a bully romance. For those of you who don't know, what is a bully romance? You may say it's like where there's, uh, it's basically a high school and where the, the hero bullies the heroine and is really mean to her, but then he is overcome. And I picked this one up because I heard someone talking about it, that it's, there was something that lit me up because one of the things about bully romance is that there can be kind of like a little bit of the BDSM thing. And so I thought, Ooh, you know, perk up my ears and you know, is there something there? And I also was under the impression that this one had to do with like angels and demons, but it turns out that it was like totally, um, not <laughs> that was just, um, I don't know, metaphorical. They're just using names. There are no actual, no angels were involved. Angels or demons were involved in the telling of this story. So I bailed on that. I'm reading the sample on this new one and I may end up bailing on it too. Um, which means I'm going to be casting about for my next read. Um, I've, I certainly have plenty on my TBR, but now I've got a Jones for this kind of story that I haven't, that I've been wanting and haven't gotten. You guys know how that is. So if you have a wreck for me and pay attention to what I'm looking for, because people always wreck stuff that have nothing to do with what you're looking for. But yeah, I want something that's like, um, like a really dark and brooding dominant hero preferably with paranormal, with actual angels and demons or some such. But in the meantime, I'm writing bright familiar and it's, um, I think it's going fine. It seems to be going fine where the story seems to be going is there's going to be a massive expansion of the cast and the scope, which is not saying a lot because dark wizard was very much focused on Nick and Gabriel and I'm seeing how I'm going to be bringing in a bunch of characters and I'm kind of resisting it because, <laughs> and you guys are laughing if you know me at all, because you're like, Jeffy, don't resist it. This is what the story wants and you're not going to have any luck resisting it. But yeah, I, I think I don't like writing stuff with, with huge casts of characters. And I think that this world is going to go that way. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I can see how I could be spending years and years writing stories in the bonds of magic world. Um, I'm going to sneeze.
Thank you. <laughs> Just one. Uh, you know, like a couple people have been asking me if I'm going to keep writing in the Forgotten Empires world once uh, Promised Queen comes out at the end of May. And it's like, maybe. Um, right now, I am not feeling a lot of draw to doing that. But, and I've said, you know, if, if a lot of people ask for it, I will. Uh, and I think people will start asking, you know, after Promise Queen comes out. Right now, people know that book is coming. So um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm lit up by Dark Wizard. And uh, which, what's amazing is, is that Dark Wizard already has over 100 reviews on Amazon, which is a lot for me. Uh, my books don't always get that many reviews, but um, thank you all for, for doing, putting those reviews, posting those, because that's amazing to have. And um, yeah, really helps the book along and so forth. So uh, yeah, so, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and I'm already 21 minutes. That's why I get for talking about the garden. But aren't we happy to be out in the grape arbor again? Hear all the birdsong. I'll remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts that you will no doubt love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.